0: Hey, Team Reagan here, coming at you with a quick update before we get into this week's episode. Since we've recorded this audio, something rather cool happened. Aiden and his wife Hannah welcomed a brand new itty-bitty Green Bean team member into the world. Um, This is a complete light into our lives amidst a year that has had its fair share of darknesses. So I think I speak for Aiden when I say, oh wowie. That's perfect. I'm leaving that in. Now, I had an idea, and they didn't ask for this, but if any of you want to shoot the new parents a message letting them know maybe what pieces of media meant the most to you when you were a kid or any child-friendly media recommendations they can start to check out, I think that that would be really cool. Um, I just figure it could be a fun thing to read and maybe give us something to talk about on the next episode. (laughs) whenever that is so shoot us a message at greenbeanteampodcast at gmail.com or drop us a dm on instagram at gbt podcast and i will relay that message to them directly all right team on to the show
1: Hey team, we are so glad to have you here today because we get to watch our favorite thing ever. You want to know what that is? It's watching Reagan in real time recognize that she's the one who edits these episodes now, and she's gonna to have to find a way to salvage the joke out of her hard-fought introduction.
0: But here's where you're wrong, sir, and let me tell you why.
1: Let me tell I'll you. I'll meet why. you on that battlefield.
0: And I will, wait, oops, she's Southern. <laughs> okay. Wait, what did she say? John O.J. Trump.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Marianne Williamson. Where is she? Where huh? is
0: she? Oh my gosh, where, where is, is she? Where is she? Yeah. I don't know. And I will meet you on that battlefield. Because love, love is the answer.
1: I just assume that after the primary, she turned into a shimmering vapor and ascended. But, I don't know.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage,
1: Shimmering Vapor.
0: Miss <laughs> Shimmering Vapor. Um, hi team. I would like to say in response to that quip, um Which one? I, I had do many. edit. No. <laughs> I do edit these episodes, which means I I pay special attention to what I say and I make all my, you know, punchlines really good to me. And then Aiden's I just let steep like a like she a She just adds boats. She just adds
1: like a half a second of of airtime to everything I say before there's a response. I
0: add that really awkward um like like audience clap where it's just
1: I hit my microphone real loud. Also Hi, there are so to... many geese flying overhead.
0: Guy, we're never going to get this episode done. <laughs> geese <gasps> flying so overhead many.
1: oh my word there's got to be like 50 of them <laughs> so folks we have actually seen a lot of new stuff this week this has been a good week for and by week i mean since whatever we recorded last whatever you <laughs> don't worry about it just literally about a it.
0: month or maybe more it
1: was the holidays We are professional podcasters, not because we podcast professionally, but because we are professionals who also podcast. That's why Regan's blowing bubbles in her water cup.
0: My goal, everyone, throughout this entire podcast today, this episode, is to annoy Aiden so bad he hangs up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you. I'm in a great mood. But bonus points for your very, very good radio and advertising voice that you break out every once in a while.
0: Thank you so much. It only happens when I haven't talked all day and have had a lot of milk.
1: Greg's quick. Can we pretend that we're doing a quick news drop? Um, th- go ahead. Throw to me. I I'm mean, in- imagine I'm in the cap, like capital for the inauguration. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: This is Stacy in the morning. No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> also Stacy in the morning.
0: I'm over this bit. You are? It's gone. <laughs> I'm over it.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> Hold on. Just just a second. No
0: more years. No more years. I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, Aiden, put the gun away.
1: No, no, no. I have the gun out for a reason. Hold on. Uh one thing. Hold on. I'm I gotta, going to splice no, this together wait, totally wait, wait,
0: out of order so it's funny. And it's no, gonna be a good time.
1: No, I've got I've got this bit. You see the bit <laughs> the bit we just had? Um, the one where you were like hey, let's be on radio. And I was like, yeah, let's be on radio. Um, Hold on, I'm dragging that bit out here and I'm just giving it a nice little pillow. And there we go. I was making sure it's comfortable and hopefully it's happy and it's had a a good run here as a bit on our program. Um, That's what I hope. And uh, let's just, okay. Sorry. I had to euthanize that bit. <laughs>
0: what? Ow. So sorry. I kicked
1: the table. So um, I just, I, I want everyone to know it was humanely done. The bit was comfortable. It was surrounded by family and friends. Uh, and then much like a prized racehorse with a broken leg. Clack, clack. Regs, can we talk about last week's stuff we did now? Today? Today. Or
0: tomorrow? Okay.
1: Today. Sure. We've got a lot of stuff. In fact, we've got so much stuff. I think we're probably gonna do that for most of this episode.
0: Um, let me ask you something. Yeah, please. Because do. I just have a little question. Yeah. Huh? Um, mostly I want to know if you've you've ingested any media that was raunchy yet Victorian and period PC yet somehow modern and also. Uh, well crafted in the costume department Aiden I want to ask you
1: I have one question is it all right if it is part of the greater nation state of Shondaland
0: I'll allow it
1: perfect then I need to talk about Bridgerton I think it's well established so far that I don't care what anyone says I like me a don't soapy I like Aiden a soapy <throat> period drama, okay? <laughs> Look, there's nothing wrong with that. I like me some difficult <laughs> situations. Oh. In the past times. <laughs> I also do like me. I thought like you me. were saying no, I Don't be, I like don't me. be me.
0: Period. Aiden. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me about Bridgerton.
1: Okay. Shonda, another show. <laughs> by one of the longest running most successful producers on television i have a mixed history because i sat through a lot of uh gray's anatomy a show i don't particularly care for a show that is still going a show that is at times excruciating how many times can a character be hit by a bus and killed and come back and be hit by a bus again before people lose interest
0: rest in peace george
1: uh, and didn't uh, McDreamy get hit by a bus?
0: He was shot.
1: No, no, no. The second time.
0: Was oh, that the one who was hit, run over by a plane?
1: That was McSteamy.
0: I've never watched the show.
1: <laughs> I don't. Remember I would just any wait. Can show. I tell you
0: something? Can I confide something in you? Yeah, just do in, it. In you? Confide in you? Yeah, confide. that's that's
1: accurate. That's correct.
0: All right, I have something to say to the team and the person who this happened with. <clears throat> I don't think listen to this is a podcast. Say
1: what you're gonna say and let the words fall out.
0: Honestly, I'm gonna see me be brave. <laughs>
1: we're idiots. We have to get going. <laughs> this energy unmatched.
0: So listen, huh. I, when I was in high school, you basically you were cool. If you watched Grey's Anatomy, like you were like cool. You were in it. You knew mm-hmm. the storyline. So mm-hmm. I pretended to watch Grey's Anatomy. And I pretended so hard that a friend of mine I had, actually it was more like junior high, a friend of mine that I had in junior high, um, I pretended to watch Grey's Anatomy and I would, like, talk about Grey's Anatomy with her. (laughs) And she would, like, draw me pictures of the characters from Grey's Anatomy. And I would pretend to know what they meant. I'd be like, oh my gosh. And I, like, put them on my bedroom wall. Anyway, when we talk about Grey's Anatomy, where's this going? Listen, hear me out. I pretended to watch Grey's Anatomy. I had no idea what was going on. I was faking the conversations the whole time. Come to find out, in college, that she didn't watch Grey's Anatomy either, <laughs> and we were just, we were just blindly talking about Grey's Anatomy to each other, very intensely.
1: I want you to know that um, is the most junior high story I've ever heard.
0: Okay. Anyway, so moving on.
1: Moving on to Bridgerton. I, okay, how much do you know? How much do you know about? the show sex okay that's it that's it okay that's well it. let's talk I, about I
0: don't it. think it has a plot um oh my gosh wait sorry I gotta put something on this list
1: oh okay so yeah it's a an r-rated like Downton Abbey style or Downton Pride and Prejudice style R-rated not really
0: Come on. um there was the R one very Walt. shocking
1: scene there was the one very shocking scene where uh, a dude's guts basically explode and he coughs up blood at a dinner table um <laughs> i'll tell you what but genuinely a shocking moment a shocking moment
0: <laughs> you more about that on fanning, Downton Abbey fanning myself
1: with my handkerchief um But anyway, no, Bridgerton is aimed at a much different crowd. It's aimed at people who want something that feels a little more contemporary and a little less... uh, a little less chaste than a lot of other period pieces. Um, Look, it's raunchy and not uh, like... I just want stuff to be (laughs) integral to the plot. (laughs) And there's a lot of superfluous stuff that, frankly, we just, look.
0: Shonda said, I'm getting a Netflix show. I do what I want.
1: She is. And look, anyway, so it's a lot. <laughs> so if that's not for you, check out. But what's fascinating here, like the most interesting part of it, and one of its claims to fame, it's based on a long-running novel series. I believe there's seven books, and they've already given Shonda the go-ahead for seven seasons of this You're show. You're joking. Nope i mean they're only the, like eight the, episodes long it's the netflix model the
0: raw power that she has
1: well and right now uh <laughs> she tried to bring this concept to a network and the networks were like mm, no thanks and so she went to netflix and they basically handed her like all the money in the world
0: which means she'll never do cable tv again
1: yeah sure seems like plus there's enough grays and syndication now that she wouldn't even have to work again even if she want. like even if anyway so one of its big claims to fame is that it has a really diverse cast in a genre and a time period. It's set in the 19th century. Um, A really diverse cast in a time period and a genre where you don't see that very often. And, The show itself is is superbly acted very interesting you know kind of pulls you all the way through there's a kind of a honestly it is a pride and prejudice meets gossip girl storyline because there is this kind of gossip girl component of who is um, this lady who's writing a scandal sheet voiced voiced over by Julie Andrews who got something close to 10 million uh for her voiceover or whoa uh regs just got very excited for a second but anyway um the biggest thing about it is sorry i i think it's really solid if you like that genre if you're interested if you can stomach some of the raunchier stuff that's fine the big thing about it is they call attention to i think they make one unforced error and that is they call attention and try to justify the fact that they have a super diverse cast. Yeah. So instead of and and I suppose that there is a way that you could do that and have it be uh have it improve the story and the way that they handled it instead somehow devalues some of that like, some of the, the wow factor that comes from, like, yeah, it's a story set hundreds of years ago, but it's just not a thing and we don't have to worry about it. That, like, this duke is uh, a black dude and it just kind of doesn't matter.
0: I feel like at this point, if you want to I, I, – I pause at the term rewrite history, but if it's fictional – Mm-hmm. Just freaking do it. Well,
1: yeah, that's the thing is, that's the thing is certainly, certainly, certainly it is up to the, like, the creator gets to do what the creator wants um, when you're running a show like that. And I think, so basically the, you come to find out the reason why society is as diverse as it is and people have. Uh, positions of power who wouldn't have been allowed positions of power at that time is because the king fell in love with and married a black woman who is now the queen and everyone saw oh uh, love conquers all let's just quit being racist and it was solved and that's how it works well that's the thing is it's kind of (laughs) this toothless like Oh, well, if people just love, then everyone else will see it and it'll be fine. Which I like... hate to
0: correct you. I hate to correct you. Toothless is actually from How to Train Your Dragon. A beginner's oh. mistake.
1: I've been watching a much different thing then. I didn't yeah. realize there were so many sex scenes in How to Train Your Dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were surprised. It, really,
1: it really has me reading that like that name for a series much differently <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait wait but hold on also funny bridge urtin
0: bridge Urten, toothless come on <laughs> that
1: feels mean spirited like you're making fun of him
0: um back to the
1: show anyway what were we talking about no Bridgerton's fine I don't want to talk about it forever this will hopefully get cut down a little bit in the edit but it's good I it's just it's great to see a diverse cast in this context I think it's awesome we should do this more especially with stories that are fully fictional where it's like you know you're not going to have people who are like well actually at that time it's period accurate for them to who cares who cares
0: it's for the costumes, baby. Yeah. Speaking um, of for the costumes.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Uh, thank you.
0: Um, I did watch the first season of Dickinson on Apple TV. Um, brief thoughts. Yes. Um, one soundtrack fire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Can I real quick jump back to Bridgerton? They do something I hate, hate, hate in period pieces, where all of the music—oh music. no! All of the music is. String reorchestrations of pop music, and so it's like here's, Billie, Eilish is. Is. That's on here's Billie Eilish's here's uh, Billie Eilish's bad guy, but played at this society ball. Um, whereas, it's so distracting, and I hate it. Where, Go ahead.
0: Whereas in Dickinson, yeah, a fire soundtrack,
1: completely contemporary.
0: Wiz Khalifa plays death, like the entity. Oh, I can see it. Um. Which tickled me. Oh, it tickled me. Um, So basically Dickinson is like the story of Emily Dickinson, like period clothing. I know you're shocked. (laughs) Period clothing, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. So it's like they talk like with modern day slang and then they like it's modern music and then perhaps a bit raunchy as well. Not as much as Bridgerton,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but I don't like it. Ooh!
1: I got a real negative feeling from some of the extended scenes that I watched to see whether it was something that I wanted to. So into. we
0: for Bridgerton we talked about like their rewriting kind of like race in mm-hmm. what the seventeen hundreds,
1: eighteen hundreds, yeah,
0: eighteen hundreds. Oh, my gosh. We're living in 2000. Sorry. 2000. <laughs> what? Um, In Dickinson, I feel like there could have been more integration, especially if you you're going to decide that. Basically, if you're going to decide that your characters are – it's a period piece, but your characters aren't going to act like they're in that period and mm-hmm. – all this stuff. I feel like you can make exceptions, but they very clearly didn't make exceptions regarding race. Um, And that coupled with a lot of the pop
1: music that they're using. Yeah. yeah. Most of
0: the principal cast is white. And then there's one scene where none of the white people want to act with a black man because he's black, like in a play.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm like, like, I understand that for the time. Yes. Yeah. It would be like that. But also like, when they're da- so, they have this scene at a party where they've done, um, what's that drug that they all, um, did? It was an old eyedropper. Yeah, they all did opium, right? And it's like, really, for the the first time in the show, it's like classical music, but they're dancing like they're twerking, but they're doing they're twerking in circles, like you know how Victorian people they like, or not Victorian, I, hate I guess this
1: so much, but, but they ahead. like,
0: they like are doing the thing where they're like. Dancing, like, Dancing palm to, to palm. Butt. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, Tina. <laughs> but so, like, anyways, it's really hard to explain. I just thought that exceptions needed to be made to, like, if you're going to adhere to the rule of this is a period piece and it's accurate versus all bets are off, we're just setting it in this period. I feel mm-hmm. like they couldn't – they. I don't believe that they should have latched on to some things and not the others. If yeah. they're going to go full out and have Emily Dickinson being, being like, oh, my gosh, slay, then, which is not what the show is. I'm sorry if you like Dickinson and I'm, like, tearing it apart. Um, but if you're going to do that, why not just integrate people of color into your cast and make it more diverse and just not even.
1: Yeah, it just it, it ends up highlighting something that feels even more incongruous. And I know it it's
0: based, yeah, I know it's based on a real person. And so people mm-hmm. who are writing it may have a hard time figuring out, like, how much they can play with it. But if you go into it, like, all the ads make it clear that it's not really, I mean. No. It, no. It's not accurate in any, any part of it. So it's like, just go for it.
1: Yeah. That's... Work hard or
0: die trying, girl.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I, well, thank you for sparing me from, from diving in. I want to shout out next up here, um, Kelsey Grammer, who officially announced that summer 2020 would be the return of Frasier. Uh, that they were this close to filming a reboot of Frasier, and we could expect it summer 2020.
0: Didn't didn't that happen already?
1: No, I mean t- summer 2020 did. Yeah. Yeah, oh. the reboot. No.
0: So is it still is it still in the work?
1: Who knows? It's been in the works for a while. Is I Jane ho- Leaves
0: going to be in it? I'm kinda, asking for a friend.
1: Pro- <laughs> probably not. And I'm less... less. Well, forget it then. Well, I, no, see, here's the thing. I'm less interested in whether Jane Leaves is back. I just want Perry Gilpin to be back as Ross. Of Ron's course story. you do. Um,
0: Jerry Pilpin. I,
1: I think that she's, she's a good actor. And I like Aiden, why are we
0: like this every single time? It's like one way or another. No, we I- never agree. And I love that about us. Aiden, what the heck? what is barbecue competition about baby
1: heck yes i want to talk about a competition show the first american competition show that captured what i like about uh british bake-off okay so british bake-off really mellow everybody helps each other Okay, and a lot of American competition shows tend to be a little more adversarial. Yeah. Right. Of course, this is going to be a little bit uh, adversarial. But basically, uh, the American barbecue showdown on Netflix, there's a single season, uh, eight episodes. And it's just a barbecue cooking competition with a bunch of people. Can I help you with your rub? And I got to (laughs) say, we loved the people competing Um, there is one of them who is absolutely our grandmother, like 100%. Uh, Just a lady, just a lady. lady. Oh, Oh, which of our grandmothers? The whirlwind. (laughs) Anyway, no, this is fine because I'm going to mention one of our other grandmothers in the same episode. Um, but yeah, um it's a great show we blitz through it some of the cooking they do is great some of the characters like there's one guy who's very clearly out of his depth but he comes on and he talks about why he's there and i forget what the name is of the guy he's there for but one of his best friends uh who he did a bunch of competitions with died and he's like i'm just here i'm just here i'm 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 fighting for booger you know that's all we're doing i don't know whether that's actually his name but it was something equally like here's a serious moment i'm here competing in the memory of people yeah um it's a great little show you can get through it pretty quick we like the competitors we like the feel of it and it's fascinating to see what people can do with barbecue and i like barbecue (laughs) So whatever. It's a good show. It's just a quick recommendation. Uh, just go watch along it. Along okay? the same lines. Yeah, over
0: Christmas we mm-hmm. had our HBO Max subscription for the reason why we'll talk about it later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um but we stumbled across something called the Great Pottery Throwdown. And sir, Oh this I get is it for throwdown,
1: throwing pottery.
0: This is produced by the same studio as Bake Off. So <gasps> it's literally Bake Off with Pottery.
1: The real Bake Off um, or the new Channel Four?
0: it came out during the old bake off and now it's recent but okay. so the vibe is very similar there's like the same kind of challenges they go with a rockabilly soundtrack don't know mm, why don't dig it um setting so cool so cool man and it's on hbo <laughs> yeah um okay. and i would highly encourage you to get an hbo trial and watch all 3 seasons of it it is such a good time and the whole family being me, Megan, mom and dad got really really into it I love things that make me watch it and be like, I want to do that right now. So, of course, I'm like on the internet pricing how much it would be for me to get um, a pottery wheel and a mini kiln. And before you know it, I've ordered it. It's here. And I'm kidding. I don't have that.
1: I know. You don't have space. (laughs) No, but you. Neither do we. Get a grip.
0: That's. (laughs) (laughs) Get a grip. (laughs) Okay. What's that guy from Hollywood Squares? Which one? Oh no no. Who did I hear that is? Uh, as who did I hear that as? From like Patch I... game? Richard oh maybe Nelson. it was Charles Nelson Charles Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> Charles.
1: <laughs> Look, I didn't get there in time. Um did um, you write lockdown on our things to yeah, talk I did. about? Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay, just making sure that I didn't write something and then forget it.
0: It's a weird copy paste.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um Okay, right. so speaking of, uh, and by the way, that very smooth uh, transition, very obviously nothing got cut out there because I was so smooth and matched my tone and it certainly wasn't way different. Anyway, speaking of things that you make yourself, knives, and speaking of knives, let's talk about knives out, but not just knives out. Who's let's making talk about a knife
0: themselves, like a normal person who's making a knife by themselves who professional and i want a direct answer i want it in 15 seconds Five.
1: Oh, people I mean, who 15. decide that they'd like to make knives forge knives in their spare time
0: but what do they do when they like they like need to use the knife
1: they have they made the knife already
0: yeah yeah when they have to use the knife that they've made what do they do with it
1: slice up pigs no. Oh, they take Wait. the knife out. <laughs> yes,
0: Woo, yes, landed that plane.
1: Hey, speaking of knives out, which I had already gotten to before Reagan circled <laughs> us back around the tarmac <laughs> a few times. Um... I'm gonna edit
0: that out though. <laughs> <laughs> it no. <was> me.
1: <laughs> anyway, this great this great oh, help. <laughs> this great tweet thread was going around the other day. That was movies you would want to see with Muppets except for one actor, and that included Knives Out, where all characters are played by Muppets, except for Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig.
0: I made my um, I made my top three.
1: Did you make your way. top three? That's what I wanted to ask is, Regs, what other movies would be great or improved by Muppet versions where you only kept one human actor and the rest of the cast?
0: And you're going to be, I mean, you're going to be.
1: I'm psyched. Okay, ready? I want to give you mine after this.
0: Here's my number one. Okay, hit it. Clue, 1985.
1: Oh, everyone is a Muppet
0: course. except for uh
1: huh.
0: Uh, what's his face?
1: Tim Curry. Yes, Tim Curry. Okay, perfect, flawless. Same vibe as Knives Out. Yep, I love it. I love it. What's number two? Mama Mia. Who's your non-Muppet?
0: Christine Baranski. <laughs> <laughs> Does your mother know?
1: <laughs> yes. So she's hitting on a Muppet that whole time.
0: <laughs> but she's so tall. She's yeah. so tall, so all the oh. Muppets have to be on ladders.
1: Oh, see, alternatively, if you wanted to make that movie quantifiably worse and maybe unwatchable, they're all Muppets except for Pierce Brosnan, and he still has to sing.
0: He's the only one who sings. He's it's the like only a, one who sings. Stagnant, <laughs> it's a stagnant Mamma Mia except for Pierce Brosnan, and he's oh, the only God. one who breaks into song.
1: I feel so bad. He tried in that movie. He really tried. But when he goes for that high note.
0: Not that, movies, not that movie. Not that movie. looks like Aiden. he's in pain. Those movies. Those movies. There's he didn't sing
1: more. in the sequel, did he? I thought they reduced the They amounting. all
0: sang, baby.
1: Yeah, but if you're singing in a group, they can fade him into the mix a little more. So anyway, Regs, what's your third movie?
0: Hear Me Out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Marley and Me. Everyone's a Muppet except for the dog. No. Everyone's a No, first you have to have a dog. human
1: actor. So Owen Wilson's the only human, and then the dog is a Muppet too.
0: <laughs> it's Grover. Wait, what's his name? Is Grover the dog?
1: Rolf. Oh, Rolf. no. No, <laughs> Rolf can't die. He plays the piano. He
0: had a long life. Okay, and that's the point. You enjoy the time you have. Okay, and let's hear your list then. If Marley Me is so bad as a okay, choice, okay,
1: okay. I wanted one where, where I wanted movies that I you couldn't pay me to watch, but that I would have to see simply because it sounded ridiculous and they had Muppets. First and foremost, the Sex and the City movie, and the only and the only human character, Kim
0: Cattrall, <laughs> Kim Kattral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have zero interest, and you
0: would be right for that. You... <laughs> I muted myself. I was so excited. You know what? Uh-huh. She would do that movie because Sarah Jessica Parker wasn't in it. Yeah, she would do that movie. Here's the thing: I, I read don't a care fascinating... about that show.
1: I don't care about that movie. I, I have zero interest. But if you told me they did a Sex in the City movie, but they're like they only brought back Kim Cattrall, and oh, the I'm rest so are sorry. Muppets, <laughs> and Sarah Jessica Parker's character was played by one of the horses. <laughs> I'm sorry, too far?
0: See, but that's so sad. That's so sad because, and don't get me wrong. Uh
1: huh.
0: Don't, Kim Cattrall's going to sue the podcast. She's (laughs) really angry. In a good way. Love you, girl. But, um, Miss Piggy would do a great, a great, uh, who? (sighs) It's not Samantha, is it?
1: I don't know. That's how little I I know.
0: Anyone who uh, needs something really life-affirming to do right now and just like good for the soul, look up the Vulture article um, that outlines the feud between Kim Cattrall and um, Sarah Jessica Parker. It is so, it's probably the best article I've read this year. Um, It is the funniest article I've read this year and it goes all the way back to when um, Kim Cattrall was born and timelines from her birth date. To present day, what has contributed um, to her feud with Sarah Jessica Parker, and it is chef's kiss. I'm sending it to Aiden after the podcast, and if he doesn't read it,
1: I'm actually going to be really upset. Will you toss in the link, or will you toss a link into the description of the the pod?
0: Uh, Everyone go read this. It is so funny, the people who wrote this. My gosh. Awesome. All right, next movie, go.
1: Okay. Next up, sometimes there's a movie I want to watch but I don't think I could make it because some movies generate a lot of anxiety. And there's one movie from the last year that was described as being just non-stop anxiety. Like just incredibly difficult to watch. And that movie... Twenty Seven hours. No, that movie (laughs) is the Adam Sandler vehicle, Uncut Gems. I want to see Uncut Gems, but Adam Sandler can stay in this dramatic role In which he's very good, and everyone else is a muppet, and then I can watch it because it won't make me feel like my tummy hurts the whole time because it's incredibly stressful.
0: I would vote if I were to pick a Sandler movie, Mr. Deeds with only Winona Ryder. That would be a bomb movie. Not to step on your toes here, but mine's better. Continue next. I I don't know what an uncut gem is, and frankly, I'm just. You don't know any.
1: Okay, look, it's a really phenomenal film that i won't be able to watch in its entirety anytime soon simply because it's it is an a growing stomach ulcer of a movie in the best way question mark um oh and my last one's pretty simple too i just want i Tonya, uh with all muppets and the only non muppet is the guy who plays the best friend who actually clubs uh Nancy Kerrigan's knee.
0: What the heck?
1: So it's Kermit and Piggy. It's Kermit and Piggy as Tanya and what's his face? The Kermit question
0: Kermit is an abusive Kermit. asshole. He just fu- he like punched her in the face.
1: The question is who do you get to play the uh Allison, Jenny, character. The mom.
0: You mean what Muppet?
1: Which Muppet? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alternatively, swap it around. She can stay. Everyone else is a Muppet. That's the- the, But uh, the
0: parrot, the parrot on her shoulder. Did I make that up? Doesn't she have a bird in that movie?
1: She has a bird. Weirdly, the bird is just a bird. Not a Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you for coming with us. On if you have trek.
0: you guys, if you have any Muppet movies, oh, yes, please. please send them to us. Email Xbox. them to us. I'm Kay. telling you, if you please, it would be so funny. To oh my word!
1: Green Team Podcast at Gmail.com.
0: Please email us. The rules are: a movie that would be made great or improved by a Muppet version, but there has to be one.
1: Yes, keep one actor who remains a yep. person. Please Please send those to us. Send us us yours. We will read them. Give us your explanations if you want,
0: or or literally just write.
1: You know what I love about a couple words. You know what I love about the Muppets, Regs.
0: The colors, the textures, the
1: they're also they're all kinds of different animals. You could say that they are uh, made up of all creatures, great and small, and that is my transition into the new masterpiece theater. All Creatures Great and Small Adaptation uh, was just released uh, on Sunday was when a lot of those hit streaming. It's still technically airing right now if you are watching on like uh, BBC America or uh, your local PBS affiliate. Uh, I watch through the PBS app. If you're not familiar, James Harriet's, uh book or series of books starting with All Creatures Great and Small is about the trials and tribulations of a... Uh, small town vet, uh, like veterinarian in 1930s Britain, 30s through 50s Britain. Uh, wonderful books that I remember fondly from being uh, a kid and reading through. And this adaptation is the exact flip side of Bridgerton, where it is completely <laughs> I hope like it is. So. It is watch with your whole family. It is oh okay. You know anyone. <laughs> Anyone would enjoy this. Um, Great cast. Really solid story. And a really good respite from a turbulent kind of January. Uh, I loved it. We binged, I think, all seven episodes. It's six episodes. And then the obligatory Christmas special episode. Um, Just really lovely. And it receives the rare grandma seal of approval yes that's, that's right rare. another one of our grandmothers
0: good answer good answer
1: loves this adaptation uh it's really great it's it's heartwarming it's funny uh you root for the characters and the main love interest uh is played by a woman who is spit an image of Me. uh what's her name who plays Peggy carter
0: Haley Atwell, who's dating Tom Cruise, apparently. Just kidding. Tom Cruise's publicists told the media that without telling Haley that she was dating Tom Cruise. So.
1: Yikes. No, uh, this lady looks kind of like 1930s uh, well, well, let me look former good. Haley Atwell.
0: You're speaking my language, baby. Oh. This girl? Wait, who does this look like? This girl?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it's like identical, but really similar vibe.
0: No, I see it. She looks like the child of Haley Atwell and someone else, and I can't place it.
1: Who has Anyways. a very square jaw?
0: Listen, I have a square jaw, buddy. So no, my
1: face. no, 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 not Haley <laughs> Atwell, comma who has a square jaw. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed that show. I highly recommend it to literally anyone very very enjoyable go take a look reg's what's something wait, else wait, 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 oh wait, go ahead go wait. ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead
0: aiden tell me what does this sound remind you of oh yeah go ahead <gasps>
1: my new favorite thing that you shared with us and has taken mm-hmm. our house by storm mm-hmm. south korean mm-hmm. cafe vlogs
0: oh my god the
1: click 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 of the lids the eccentricities of the way different people fill their cups with too ice
0: too much ice i'm sorry but the girl who fills it with ice and then goes
1: i hate no no i can't stand it if you have to squeeze the cup to get the ice to settle like the first one you sent us the girl used like room temperature milk or something so you pour it over the ice and it all settles and is still cold like that seems like it's the way to do it i also have a chip on my shoulder now about anyone who spills stuff on the counter oh i hate Ah. the channels where they just like spill ice everywhere
0: See, but I love that because it makes them more real to me.
1: <laughs> I'm in it for the idealism.
0: I relate to that. Yeah. Um, Be messy. No. So basically, um, it, it just randomly came up in my recommendeds. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on one, and I was overcome with this sense of peace and belonging. And it's literally just 15 minutes of a girl making an Americano over and over again in yeah. South Korea. Different That's drinks. all it is. Mm-hmm. No, just an Americano, Aiden just an americano oh, Riggs. There are over and over again. out there. No, I know Aiden. Oh my gosh. The
1: joke it's killer. The blah blah.
0: Um joke killer. Um so anyways, so I watched that and I was like this seems like something that Hannah would really enjoy. And so I sent her one. You were right. And then I sent her another. And then uh-huh. I sent her another. And then I sent her another all from different people. And when I tell you I've never wanted to be anything more than a barista in South Korea, I truly mean yes. it. The peace I feel and the longing
1: the first video curb. you sent made me i've i've held a pretty even like i've kept even keeled through all of like lockdown and pandemic stuff but hearing like a place in the world where restrictions have eased enough because they've competently managed covid uh that there are like people laughing and talking in a cafe
0: i want to be a barista really got in to me yeah um no
1: it's so cool and When I tell you that Hannah devoured all of that content and then looked for Which I was not expecting to be honest. Every night, every night, the thing that has lulled her into a slumber (laughs) is watching these videos. She is overdue. We are past our due date. She is desperate to have a baby. She's uncomfortable. And the only thing that's brought her true respite has been watching
0: and it's thanks to me cafe
1: vlogs. Um, I
0: saved the day. Listen, you need to Reagan post saved the day. Title links. of this episode. Yeah, you I will need put. To post one um, I will put a link to one of these vlogs in the description, or actually, I'll just make a quick playlist. I'll put the link in the description. Yeah. perfect. Um, there are I think about five different ones I watch, and they all mm-hmm. range. I also watch the vlog of a girl who works at a Korean subway. So if I you'd be saw into that. that,
1: I saw that, but Hannah wasn't as interested because like, it's not bespoke.
0: It, it's like American subway. But they really like egg salad there. I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Well, it's kind of like how they have, like, cream cheese everything. Like, this is uh, your...
0: Oh, the cream cheese cream. Were you disturbed? Oh, yeah. Or what? Or, like, there was one... Did
1: you see the one where they made an egg coffee?
0: Oh, where they mix
1: sweetened condensed milk into egg yolk. I was
0: like, I was like, I will take a vanilla latte, please. Although listen, I want to go to, I want to go to South Korea really bad now, mm-hmm. but I will not go to one of these places unless I have a translator because I'm too shy. But I will go to every single one of these places. The really fancy one, Zoe's Cafe or whatever, Oh, with the can. Where they have the they can, can machine. Everything.
1: Love it. Oh my Love it. gosh. We priced those out. We can't do it. But like, man. I
0: I texted Hannah. I was like, because then I watched a boba restaurant, and then I watched. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, a bakery. Oh my gosh, they were all so good. But Zoe's Cafe is so upscale to me and she was making affogato, and I was like, I want one so they, bad. Folks, her team. soft serve machine. My gosh, they were
1: making drinks, and then they have a device where they have clear plastic branded drinks. They look like Arizona cans. Look like Arizona cans. So they make your coffee or smoothie or whatever you want in them, and then they put a can lid on top of it and hand you a sealed drink.
0: But it's not only that. They will take a smaller one of those, the size of a soda can. That's also clear, and they will put ice cream in it, and then cookie crumbs, ice cream, cookie crumbs, ice cream parfait. Then they'll put a flat lid on it that you peel back,
1: and then mm-hmm. you eat it out of there yep. with a
0: spoon. Is yeah, that but it stays not?
1: And all of the oh, packaging, is... all of the packaging is like flawless
0: and they use those vibrating coaster things like from spaghetti factory guys i'm gonna make a playlist i'm gonna put it in the description if you want to it's so peaceful and i was put off because i'm not into asmr i'm not yeah and they pitch them as asmr which I I isn't they're they're not not. they're it's ambient noise yes
1: which is different we will fight Um, to the death over the difference between asmr and ambient noise oh oh there's one more there's one more we ran across where it was a person at home Making a bunch of different drinks, I but said they've that. got oh the one with the glass where they've got the wild glassware collection.
0: Oh, maybe not. And they just I have like hundreds of I was watching the one with the girl in college who keeps glasses. making, who keeps. She lives in a little apartment and she's in college in South Korea, and she um she makes meals for herself every night, but they're like meals for like eight people, but she makes them all for her. It's so oh my gosh, iconic.
1: Um, I like. It is a little sad though because a few of them are like, hey, so uh we're keeping the cafe afloat we're keeping my mom's cafe afloat with takeout orders and the money we get from this youtube channel well
0: to be fair these videos have a million plus views on oh, them yeah. i think one of these cafe vlogs that i watched had 15 million views on it
1: most of them um, also if you're concerned about this um if you're curious what they're making or like what the ingredients are most of these have uh fan sourced uh english subs yeah so you can you know you can see what ingredients they're putting in. Oh uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah. For a long time I was watching with no um, captions, and I was like, fine, like I'm not gonna force someone to make English captions for this. I can watch it and enjoy it without. I was like, man, I'd love to know what they're, they're making. Little did I know that they had been putting the title of every drink in the corner of the video, and I just wasn't reading it the entire mm, time, yeah. without even turning captions on. <laughs> man oh man.
1: Well, anyway, you know what's the opposite of relaxing and grabbing us, that is the fact that we also are running on a 30-day HBO Go trial right now. And Hannah had never seen the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, and I have no particular love or affinity for them. I've seen them once. I don't really Nothing care about Lord of the Rings. Nothing that
0: induces labor more than labor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I'm so sorry. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What I, what I said was... Nothing induces labor more than labor of the rings. What I meant to say was, nothing induces labor more than Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Cheers.
1: So anyway. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um, I just don't care for it. That's my entire thing. That's that's and all that's I have to fair. say. I just don't care for it.
0: And in this house, we don't yuck other people's yums. Nope. So we will leave it at that. No, go ahead. And you two. Cannot... I understand
1: why it was so huge, yep. but like. I just don't care for it. I've seen it all the way through once. It's fine.
0: I wouldn't brand you and I as fantasy people.
1: I play fantasy games. I listen to some podcasts that qualify as fantasy-themed. Cough Cough Adventure Zone, Cough Cough. But I just don't like watching fantasy stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel like... And I don't like to make the distinction because I feel like it's unfair. Because it's like you can be into sci-fi and fantasy.
1: Yeah. But I feel like there's such a divide there.
0: Yeah. But I feel like you're more into sci-fi.
1: Oh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah. We don't need to get more into it. I just didn't love it. And
0: you know what I'm into? I'm into reruns of The Pioneer Woman. And I support that too. Just kidding. Hi, I'm Reed Drummond. I've never watched a Pioneer Woman episode in my life. But what I'm trying to say is... Aiden, what is yakuza like a dragon first of
1: all it's yakuza please pronounce it correctly it is the seventh game in the long-running yakuza series coming out of japan uh it is a video game that i love a lot uh it is from a series that is simultaneously dead serious and kind of uh, melodramatic but also can be very very goofy kind of arch just very weird um this game this specific one uh it was a a beat-em-up so it's a game where you're like tapping buttons to throw punches and kicks they changed it up to be a turn-based uh strategy game uh, turn-based role-playing game uh Mm -hmm. and the hero of the game uh Ichiban Kasuga uh kasuga is basically a huge nerd who loves japanese role-playing games jrpgs and models his life on that so it's like whenever he's out there collecting you know money from the businesses around him for protection whatever he's always picturing himself as the hero in one of these games and he ends up Going to prison for 18 years for a murder that he took the blame for uh, on the uh, that he agreed to do. He agreed to take the blame for someone else to avert catastrophe. And um, basically gets out of prison and his surrogate father figure, the head of of his family, uh, isn't there to pick him up. So he gets out of prison after 18 years and no one's there. And he finds that the world's changed uh, completely. He went in it at like 22 and got out at 41. And the entire game, he basically ends up landing in a homeless camp. Uh, And this is a very lengthy game, but it is equal parts serious and goofy and also tells one of the most empathetic stories about homelessness, poverty, and sex work that I've experienced Hmm. like just an immensely empathetic game in the way that it handles those those topics uh the people involved uh the character uh Ichiban grew up like he his mom was a prostitute at a bathhouse and so he was just raised by all of the employees of this bathhouse and so like he comes from that background and he's like it's It's just a fascinating game because it's Japanese produced and speaks to a lot of stuff that's going on politically in Japan right now Um, and also has something to say about basic dignity and uh, the lives that people lead that i just really connected with i i thought it's a really well told story so far the gameplay the cultural uh context that you either have to brush up on or learn take a crash course in by playing the game might not be for everyone and um, what
0: platform is it on?
1: i'm playing this right now i uh, i'm playing the ps4 version on my ps5 um i think it's a really solid game that mechanically i love it but it's just the story um I was surprised. This is a series that has done uh, serious beats before, but nothing, nothing quite like this. And I, I come back to it like it's just there's a level of empathy with which they approach the subject matter that I really, really enjoyed so far. Uh, I probably won't finish it. This is a game that's running people conservatively. If you're you're doing some extra stuff and the mainline like eighty hours, uh, which I'm probably not going to to get all the way through. But um just wanted to shout it out. I, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um and, and it's one of those pieces of media, every once in a while you just run into something that, that um kinda kinda sits with you and simmers for a little bit. Uh and wanted but to Aiden, shout that out.
0: What the hell is the word jewel doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a first name.
0: Oh, okay. I feel better about that.
1: Yeah. uh So, hey, Hi. Um TikTok. It's where the kids are at. I've been known to, to be. view. I've been. I have been known to view some TikToks. Eh, I've come around on all the TikTok stuff because a they made some changes to how they monitor Wait, stuff. Wait, can I re-download it day, now? Yeah, just do it. At the end of the day, like, look, it's not like U.S. based social media companies are doing any less scraping and mining of our data and they actually are using it to advertise to us so whatever um, anyway uh, it's a guy by the name of Jewel Embiid uh, he goes by let's see his handle he's at Jewel Santana J-U-U-L. Um, I just wanted to shout him out I've gotten a lot of joy from seeing he <laughs> his TikToks are all people like it starts out with like the first 2 seconds of someone about to say something monumentally stupid. So like somebody who's a li- about oh, yeah, to like yeah, yeah. uh about to like uh defend slavery or like that's the caliber of stuff. So like somebody on TikTok who's about to give a monumentally terrible take and all he does like his gimmick is telling them hey actually I'm going to take over here. Hey shut just, up. Hey shut up. And then talking about something completely Unrelated enlightenary. So it's like, someone, you know, somebody pops up and they're like, you know what? I think slavery was a chit. And like, right as they were about to say something, he's like, ah, uh, no, shut up. Does anyone know how to get uh, stains, water stains off of suede uh, boots? And we'll just talk about it. It's very funny and very familiar to me because from time to time, that is the role that I feel I end up taking in life is the person who's like, things are getting bad and political in a very specific way. Hey guys, let's talk about TV.
0: Wait, shut up. So anyway, how many teaspoons are in a cup? Anyone?
1: Yeah, basically. Uh, So I've really, really enjoyed that. Uh, Take a look if you're interested. Uh, I'm just going to blitz through a couple of games here. We haven't even gotten to our, our main thing for the day, but um i've played some other games that i've enjoyed did i mention carto last time we were on the pod Uh... it's a fun little puzzle game uh on the switch is where i'm playing it it's available on the pc too uh i've been going back and playing one of my childhood favorites escape velocity nova which i finally got running on a modern computer i'll tell you what that game holds up i like it uh don't know that there's a whole lot else games wise i'm very excited next time we meet whenever that may be i will talk about hitman 3 the final in the modern hitman trilogy of games one of my favorites of all time and i am so very excited i am like 12 hours away from being able to play that uh but anyway uh let's see anything else no not really not really um regs can we talk about the elephant in the room? Sorry. Rather, the cheetah in the room.
0: Oh, geez Louise.
1: Regs, we both watched something this week. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Aiden, and I suffer from a condition and I only saw them on cowbell. Okay, no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Aiden, I suffer from a condition and it's called Ghostbusters Disorder.
1: You will let let watch you. anything with. No. Oh.
0: Although, no. Mm. Here's the deal. A movie can come out, and it's female-led, okay. and there's been a lot of hype, and it's coming out in a uh, genre that is normally male-dominated, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. such as Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. um, the, the remake with Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. Um, a movie such as that can come out, and no matter how good or how terrible it is, I suffer from an ailment where I find it hard to talk about the bad things about that piece of media because I feel as though it's already being torn apart for more unfair reasons than it deserves, even if it's bad, by male reviewers. And Mm. so I find myself in a predicament where I feel very defensive over, admittedly, not a very good piece of media.
1: Very similar to how we felt in many ways about last of us part two this last year
0: yes because i feel as though you know let's go back to ghostbusters because it's ghostbusters disorder um you can find it in any uh any medical textbook um uh,
1: in gray's anatomy
0: it, not really oh huh. <laughs> um anyways but I, I i the thing okay 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 we're talking about wonder woman 1984 hi welcome to the podcast we're now we're in so minutes in anyways so when Ghostbusters came out, people men men and like male reviewers panned Ghostbusters before it came out. And then after, and a lot of it was fair criticism and but also a lot of it was unfair criticism just because it was female led. And yeah, yeah. Right. Um flash forward, the first Wonder Woman comes out, and I thought the first Wonder Woman was fantastic. Like yeah. absolutely like Really, really really good. Really touched me. I cried in the theater at like the opening scene because I had never seen anything like it in my life.
1: Well, and on top of that, you had like the ideal experience because not only do you have the baggage wrapped up there, but you literally watched it in the theater where two rows ahead of you, you had a little girl and her mom there, right? Yeah,
0: literally like I'm just sobbing in the theater because I'm watching this little girl watch Wonder Woman and oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, that was a big deal. And then we went through some rocky things where they redesigned the Amazon's outfits for the Justice League movie. Which was terrible. Joss, we had to read Joss Whedon's script with Wonder Woman and yeah. um, all this crap. Hey, and the so, DC
1: Universe, with the exception of Wonder Woman, is bad.
0: Yes. Not to mention that Wonder Woman is a character. And I'm talking character. I'm not talking Gal Gadot. I'm not talking Linda Carter. I'm not talking any thing. I'm talking purely the character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like it's like is such an important character.
1: important, historic, and a also with that comes a very loaded history um did you see did you see the the little short that they released before this movie where Wonder Woman? Uh, with some of her, her famous friends comes out and sings an excruciating version of Imagine. Uh, from it. their private oh pool God. houses. I thought that was oh a bit of a, a terrible mistake as um, far as marketing um, to have Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, uh, singing that oof. from her private house. You know, like, hey, we're all in this together as they sip on a mojito next to their yikes, yikes, yikes. Uh, okay, infinity well, pool.
0: Well, let's, uh, once again, we don't stand people. So, except Katherine Hahn. Um, (laughs) um, so the thing about the first movie Mm -hmm. that I was like really excited for was like directed by a woman, Patty Jenkins, who I really like, um,
1: about to be directing Star Wars films.
0: Yes. Um, and she directed it and it was really good. And she came out afterwards to some criticism that it was too. Maybe optimistic isn't the word, but it was too um,
1: idealistic, cheesy, mm. maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. And she came out and she was like, "What's the problem with like cheesy films? You yeah. know, like why can't we set aside our cynicism mm-hmm. for two seconds and just accept that yes, the perhaps the message is cheesier or less subtle or whatever, but yeah. it's still an enjoyable thing that you can get something out of." And really, that's the character of Diana Prince and Wonder Woman, is that she is literally a pure of heart. Person Mm -hmm. who sees the good in everything yes
1: and one of the things that i think comes with that is is we've got a very specific style right now that everyone's cued to as far as superhero movies the first wonder woman reminded me more of the 70s like the richard donner superman movies yeah uh where they were very optimistic uh in that way you know it was like Superman was likable, but also he was a total Boy Scout versus, you know, your current Zack Snyder. Um, yeah, I, I, I am only not going to kill you because my mom's name is Martha, too. Um,
0: if we're
1: misery, that if we're
0: comparing, um, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 now mm-hmm. to um, the new Batman that's going to come out what the heck is happening. Night and day, you know? Yeah. Um there it's disjointed there as far as uh general vibe. And I get that. Um but to 1984. Basically we watched it a couple days after Christmas. Um and I I wanted to make it as cinematic as possible. So like we watched it on big TV, lights out, um subwoofer, like all you know, good stuff. And we finished it and I immediately feel defensive because it was bad. And I did not like it, but I felt as if I couldn't come out and say, Mm -hmm. and I've I've sat on this for a while and I feel better about it now. But immediately after watching it, Mm -hmm. I felt so incredibly defensive because it's akin to you can't say anything bad about my sibling, but I can say everything bad about them. And I felt very much like no one can criticize this movie because... To me, I'm like maybe it's not for the right reasons that you're criticizing it yeah. and you're being a poop about it. Yeah. But I have negative feelings about it. And anyway, I had to sort through my disappointment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we're gonna dissect that now. Spoilers ahead. Let's,
1: yeah, and and we're gonna we're gonna take a bit of a deep dive on this. Um, I'm with you. I I want to give a little bit of additional context for how it's been received so far, um, as far as Grody basement dweller response, there just has been way less.
0: No, and I agree. The thing is, is that because of the genre.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: I'm I can admit I'm defensive about it.
1: Totally.
0: Um because I flash back to film school where Mm -hmm. I feel if I had been in school right now, I would be ready to claw people's eyes out because you know, if a boy I'm in film class with says he doesn't like it, yeah, whatever. But if he waxes poetic about how terrible it was compared to X Y Z movie starring a man, I'm gonna lose my marbles a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but as well, far especially as like, because
1: we... a lot of that, <laughs> a lot of that was fueled by this idea. Like the la- even if it wasn't stated, the kind of latent like, look, there's just a lot of baggage in this genre. And yeah,
0: and it's yeah. a lot to wade through. And I uh, to go back to that stuff about the reviews, the thing is is like I agree with most of the reviews. Yep. Like I truly do. and I wasn't able to read them for about a week after I watched it because I needed to, yeah. I needed to settle in on my own feelings about it and feel strong in that. Um, but after reading and how them... do you
1: decide how do you decide that the reviewer came to the conclusions you did from an area of, I think this piece of film as admirable as it may be failed in these areas rather than
0: and there's a lot of difference I mean this is a whole other topic but there's a lot of difference in reviews that are based out of I love this character and what they stand for and I was disappointed with how they were represented and how the story was told and it didn't do justice to them as a character versus Wonder Woman sucks and she's never been good yeah like, there's a difference. And that's just, um, you know, um, honest and, po- like, um, needed critique. So, anyways, let's talk about some um, hot button issues. Um,
1: can I bring up a hot button issue about this story? And one of the things that...
0: First, I, I would like to say, yeah, before we get into the story, oh, I want to preface this. The story mm-hmm. was written by Patty Jenkins yes. and a partner. Yep. Um, I think Patty Jenkins is too close to this mm-hmm. to have written it. And it, all the problems, to me, lied within the storytelling and the narrative. Yeah. And it, so let's move forward with that.
1: Okay. I want to shout out a couple of things real quick just to, to kind of clear the, the table a little bit. I want to shout out the fact that I think that DC movies visually have never been particularly coherent. The CG has never looked great. I don't think that just because a movie's effects aren't good doesn't mean that the film isn't still enjoyable or worth seeing that's how i felt about the first wonder woman where i thought some of the effects were janky but who cares when it's fun and enjoyable and you like and that's
0: seeing. that's going back to the ghostbusters thing where it yeah. was like was was that movie the best movie i've ever made i've ever made <laughs> <laughs> was that movie the best movie i've that's ever seen that's a freudian slip
1: that is absolutely a <laughs>
0: It was not the best movie I've ever seen, and mm-hmm. it probably wasn't even that great of a movie. But did I have fun going to see it? A hundred percent. And frankly,
1: if somebody if somebody faults you for having fun or enjoying something, even if they don't like it, they're bad. Like, 100%. there you go.
0: And and to add to that, we talked about this a little bit with Happiest Season and, and mm-hmm. LGBT-led movies. Not all female-led movies have to be good. There are a million male-led movies that suck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? And so I feel very defensive because it is under such a microscope. Yeah. Um,
1: in some ways, it's a relief that it released streaming because I think the the close eye on it was not nearly as focused as it would have been if it not had Not to out mention, in it was
0: coming out for six months and just yep. getting put off, getting yep. put off, getting put off. I think and it, it just,
1: saved the response in a lot of ways because. Yeah, it
0: needed to come out, okay. and um, I still had a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it three times. Me too. Because I really wanted to get my bearings about me to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk about the things I liked about it okay. too.
1: Yeah, total. Okay. Okay. Can I, can I make, can we kind of do this Q and a, can I ask you some questions Yeah, 100%. and have you answer? Okay. Welcome
0: to my movie. Um, this is my short film Cause... fully funded by <laughs> my, you know, my close friends and family. And I will hoard the mic the entire time and not let any of the other people who worked on this movie talk about it at all.
1: Totally. Welcome um, to the
0: short film fest.
1: I want to ask you some questions and I'll chip in too, but I want you to take lead. Um, First and foremost, what do you think as, and I think this might be positive about the fact that fundamentally this movie is not the, the penultimate challenge moments in this, the denouement of the movie is not a fight. It is an appeal to people's, shared experience in humanity. The fact that Wonder Woman's final strength in this movie, the way that she solves the problem, is not by beating up the primary villain. It's by talking to people and convincing them that right, capital R, right, is right.
0: I think that there were problems in how that... How how she solved the problem? I think there were problems in how that problem was presented.
1: How it got there, certainly, yeah.
0: Because there, okay. So every movie has plot holes, and people nowadays, I think, don't want to suspend disbelief.
1: It's the cinema sins thing. Don't get me started on cinema like, sins.
0: Like okay, like you have to suspend disbelief, but
1: just because a movie doesn't have plot holes does not mean that it is objective. You cannot objectively figure out whether a movie is good simply.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It doesn't work. So I'll say, like, you have to let some things go. I will say there are a couple things. Like, okay, if we're comparing, I can let it go that there would not have been a fully fueled jet at the Smithsonian ready to go. Oh,
1: totally, yeah.
0: I can accept that it's a plot hole. Could they have gotten back from Egypt so fast? No.
1: We laughed at it when we were watching, but that's movies.
0: Okay, that'd be movies. Can I necessarily let it go that... As a concept, the Dreamstone doesn't make sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever it's called. That, Is it called that, I don't stone? think it's ever named. Wish stone. Um, wishbone.
0: bone. <laughs> I oh. don't remember. Um, it doesn't make sense because it's like, I think in a way. Okay, hold on. Let me gather my thoughts here. So you to, we're, oh, okay. we're we're asked to believe in the Wonder Woman sphere. We're asked to be less cynical. Mm -hmm. And yet they produce an idea that is very cynical.
1: That every single person wished for something bad. Yes. And that
0: is where, okay. So they're telling us there's no cheating. There's no cop outs. You have to do what you have to do. They tell us that in the 17 minute long opening scene Mm -hmm. or however long it took. Um, And they tell us that. Yeah. No shortcuts. They tell us that flat out. And I totally understand that. And they're right. And Diana's speech at the end got me i was crying because mm-hmm. during this covid thing for her to look at into the camera and say i know you're struggling it's okay like i un- like who got me mm-hmm. but
1: don't be selfish do what you can for everyone yes yeah.
0: and and I, I i fully stand by that but to get to that moment they had to pitch the idea that everyone in the world is wishing for something bad
1: yes there isn't a single person and who's that like, is a
0: cynical belief i
1: wish that this would stop like I, I wish no for world there. peace.
0: I yeah. wish for the world to end. I wish for my mom to no longer have terminal cancer.
1: And no one did that except I for Diana. I renounce
0: my wish. I renounce mm-hmm. my wish. Okay. And like, so th- so that to me is the biggest plot hole. There's
1: way less um, power because, fun- okay, just diving into that real quick. Yeah. There's way less power in, oh, the only person who is giving up something that is, and we'll come to this in a second, that is, Oof. quote unquote, unambiguously a positive for her which is having steve back right wonder woman um that she's the only person who made this kind of righteous wish i just want to see this guy um and no one else had to make that choice everyone else it's like oh i guess i don't need all the money in the world oh i guess i don't wish this person i was arguing with is literally the middle
0: eastern man who wished for nukes don't get me started on that one boy that was racist honey yeah and if you weren't uncomfortable with all the stuff in egypt you should have been
1: well and oh man and this is an entirely different area where okay wonder woman 1984 is not a modern is not a modern superhero movie wonder woman 1984 is an 80s buddy comedy with some of the rough cultural edges shaved off to make it slightly more palatable today The way that they frame stuff and and some of the stuff like just the conventions of how it works yeah even some of the way it's shot harkens back to those 80s films not just content but the way it's shot including some of the casual like this is a little blatant
0: blatant racism peppered throughout um Which was one of my biggest issues with it was it was just like, yikes, 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 over and over again.
1: On top of a story Um, that hints at but never actually dives into the pathos of, like, that gives literally two minutes of screen time to the interesting, like, racially tinged background of the main villain and his need to assimilate into 80s culture. So, I mean basically, I mean the the plot in short if you haven't seen it or just to recap if it's been a while, the plot in short is there's a magical stone that grants wishes. Uh various people wish on it, but the main villain of it wants the power to become like to grant wishes and essentially becomes the wish stone. The problem is it was a bad wish stone that comes with consequences that's the reason he
0: wanted to be the wish stone that yes here's my whole thing because then he could dodge it it was i didn't it wasn't clear to me until i was through my second viewing Mm -hmm. what the heck was happening what the rules were it was not clear to me that the reason he wanted to be the stone was so that people would owe him things
1: yeah so that when he when he granted a wish as he became the stone the negative downside of that thing that like of that wish, he was in control of that and could route that negative thing to him. So like, oh, you have all the money in the world, but also all of your property's mine. And that's yeah. the downside. And so he got off scot-free, quote unquote.
0: Um Let's start at the beginning. Um, Diana's lonely. Diana's wait. Diana's been alone for probably 10 years since when, what at the beginning, we see pictures of her with the team from the first one and then her with old Etta Candy, which means she spent 50 years with Etta Candy.
1: It's been 20 and, years since she was around. And
0: yet you're asking me to believe that she would not wish for her friend Etta Candy back, who she had spent so much time with. But she would wish for Steve Trevor, who she knew really well for three days that one time 70 years ago.
1: Oh, but no, but Etta lived a full, a full long life.
0: But wouldn't you miss your friend more?
1: Wouldn't you miss your... No, because the character's been in stasis and the pictures are just that, pictures. She hasn't lived in external, like, there's no... The way that Wonder Woman's written in this movie, it doesn't feel like she has any internal life.
0: Wonder Woman is not in this movie. No. Wonder Woman is pining over a man she literally knew for three days, 70 years ago, yeah. and she's stuck sitting at a table alone. You're asking me to believe that Diana Prince, who who is so charismatic and so loving, would not have a bomb-ass friend group in the 80s?
1: Yeah. And it's... The thing, like, obviously your your issue here isn't like, oh, yeah, I'm just part of a, some man-haters club, and why is she bothering with this guy? It's that she literally knew him for three she days. She has lived
0: a full life mm-hmm. and has met new people and, like, fought new evil and, like, done all these things since then. It's been, I mean, seven decades. There's been another world war. Mm-hmm. You're asking me to believe that that's her one hang-up. She looks into the sky alone dining at a table. What a cringe. And just—I just don't buy it. And then we have the issue— that could have easily been solved in the writer's room of Steve Trevor taking over a stranger's body.
1: Okay, I have I have a question here. What and is we the have the negative... lines of consent here. Yeah, it's gross in that regard because oh, I guess I'm just in someone else's body and he's effectively dead now. Um, here's my question: What is the negative side effect of of her wish? Is Losing the our powers. So it's not the fact that an innocent man had to die to bring him back.
0: He didn't die because he's still alive because he looks like Steve is there, but he looks like that man. It doesn't matter. That man might have a family. That man might have a mother who's wondering why he's not responding to her phone calls. But he's still there. Quote.
1: Yeah. And here's I the thing that bugged me most is the fact that at the end of the day part of the reason why she had to renounce her wish wasn't because she thought it was wrong what she was doing, it's because she herself lost power.
0: But but I'm more bothered by the fact, like, to me, it would have been so much more dramatic if Steve had just turned to dust. Like, she renounces her wish, and you see him just dissipate into ash. Wouldn't that have been so much more heartbreaking? (laughs) Like, Um... like... The wish stone can I mean, do not wrong. anything. I just... It I... can do anything. It can create... Because it created that wall in Egypt out of nothing. It didn't need to occupy, uh, occupy that man's body.
1: Here's... No. Here's what I... Yeah. And I think they either needed to go that way or you pivot the story around the fact that at the end you have this, like, what is supposed to be a paragon of virtue, a character who is uncorruptible. And what if she still had her powers... But as they're running through this crazy Washington, D.C. that is just exploding, a woman runs up to Steve and it's the dude's mom. And she's crying and telling him, why aren't you, you know, can we go? Can we go? And he's like, I'm sorry, I don't know you. And she realizes that she's being selfish, that she is being selfish.
0: And listen, it should have been that. Yes. But the plot device is that she has no powers because if she had powers, none of this would have happened.
1: Exactly. And that's why the story's broken because none of the story works.
0: Because also I fully believe that Diana would not have made that choice. But that's my Yeah. Sh- if if we're supposed to believe that Wonder Woman is the most selfless mm-hmm. like per- and yes, she can get dark in the comics which I love, but if we're supposed to believe that she's, like, this, you know, goodness kind of character, mm-hmm. I can't fully believe that she would even really, I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the first time she saw someone saying, like, hey, I'm Steve, but, like, I guess I'm in this person's body now.
0: Yeah, like, like, and certainly not for as long as she waited around on that.
1: No. And, um, uh, man, I. But this this yeah. brings
0: us, though, this brings us to Kristen Wig. And I is was so Diana
1: Prince in this movie The Worst Friend.
0: Yes, literally. She didn't even walk her home after. No. She didn't even walk her home after after um, Barbara was attacked in the street. She just said, "Okay, now walk home alone?"
1: She is in this movie and th- okay, you go back again, to fully her don't best friend. I not believe she no, would do that. No, you go back to the first film where she takes a character who is societally on the outs because of you know how she looks, etc. Right, she's awkward, whatever. And the friendship in that film is all about let's just be friends because none of that bothers me, I don't see any of that. And instead, you have a movie where Wonder Woman feels like an 80s teen movie, like cool yes, girl she's archetype, the girl. yes, where it's like, okay, cool, bye. No, I can't mean girl go to who lunch with you, drops her
0: girlfriends for a boy, yeah, literally.
1: No, I can't go to lunch with you.
0: The point is. I was super excited to see Kristen Wiig in this movie. Um, I've seen her in some more dramatic roles, and she's she's pretty good. Um, I thought she was – I mean, I understand she was supposed to be awkward in this movie. I think sometimes Kristen Wiig relies on some yeah. of that SNL improv that can I, go in and out.
1: I am so tired of the Hollywood – the nerd has their hair up and big glasses on, and they like talk kind of quietly I, and push the glasses up. And then magically, they take the glasses off floof their hair sexy. out yeah and it's like
0: come and on. like here's the thing I wish they had completely embraced it and I wish she had I wish that she had been the biggest nerd with superpowers I've ever f- freaking seen yeah. like like why fall victim the thing is is that I didn't I, I don't understand why this was 1984 like I understand they had to find a midway point before they bring it up to present day um, but it didn't feel like a movie. Like the the mall scene felt basically as much. They were like, okay, let's be in the eighties for twenty minutes, and then we can yeah. move on.
1: Well, what they're trying—I mean, that's the thing—the bigger thematic stuff that they're trying to get at, and I don't think they do, is the idea of like this is a villain who is unique to this eighties Gordon Gecko, greed is good era. But the writing—the
0: writing was bringing in eighties tropes without any,
1: without any addressing like with addressing, addressing
0: of it because yeah. because that whole thing of nerdy girl taking her glasses off i mean
1: if you're making an 80s movie and invoking that great
0: yeah but you're not bringing in any but you're not giving d- yeah. me anything else look at the material
1: if you're going um, to invoke tropes if it's played out you have to address it otherwise it's just the trope
0: yeah so i i was disappointed with that the acting was hit or miss for me i thought G- gal was a lot better in this movie
1: yeah but was so her... a little shaky she doesn't have the widest range of actors currently working.
0: And here's the thing. And this is what Megan keeps saying get- and get in. And this is her defense is she's like, gal's a model who was cast as Wonder Woman is basically that. And that's not a diss. No, it's just saying she's not ma- necessarily an actress like by trade. And I will say, I think she's gotten better and there were parts of it where it did get me. Um, back to the Kristen wig thing i was so excited to see that Kristen wig was in this until mm-hmm. i'm halfway through the movie and i realized Kristen wig isn't the villain um pedro pascal who plays max lord is the villain who and that's fine
1: i really like him
0: oh i love that guy and i will say what? i thought he was nathan fillion for half the freaking movie
1: kind of weird huh Um, Especially when he's sick and starts looking slightly puffier. Sorry, Nathan. I didn't stop.
0: Um, But the thing is, is I wish they had picked either or because it ended up feeling like Barbara Minerva was just Maxwell Lord's sidekick instead of being her own character. And I was so excited to see a female led superhero movie where the villain was a woman and to see how those dynamics played out. And in turn, I didn't really get that. And I understand that Maxwell Lord, especially because of his ethnicity in this movie, um, was a big deal, and I really did like that. I think also it was overloaded, and Mm -hmm. I felt like they were trying to fit too many villains into one thing, and I wish that they had instead just concentrated on um, one or the other.
1: The back half of this movie feels like Having to sprint,
0: yeah, and and it did. It's like slog, sprint, slog, sprint, and mm-hmm. I just felt like, um,
1: like the fireworks scene that goes on a little too long, followed by, and,
0: and I was offended a little bit because the first Wonder Woman had one of my favorite scenes in cinema, which is No Man's Land when she's walking across, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the best, one of the best action scenes that I've seen in a long time, where. Yeah like powerful wise and it's a really powerful scene um where all the soldiers follow after her and then also afterward where she's like in the town that was destroyed like those are big things but then we're watching wonder woman 1984 and i'm like okay am i watching a romantic comedy because where's the action baby i'm waiting for wonder woman to fight and they just stole it from us completely because i'm i just don't I didn't see any fun action, and then we get to the scene mm-hmm. um, at this magical place where you can communicate with the entire world and make them wish things, and even though they may not speak them, English. It
1: touches, yes, the message is all in English, and also it technically touches them because radio waves kind of touch people. Ronald so. Reagan
0: told him so. Okay, I don't know what to that was. You. A bit
1: of a casting mistake because it's like if you are intentionally not having Ronald Reagan. As the character of the president, you need to not cast an actor who looks like he's playing Ronald Reagan.
0: Listen, Ronald Reagan told him so. Um, But then we get to the fight scene bet- between um, cheetah, cheetah and um, Wonder Woman. I've watched Wonder it like Woman's three suit?
1: times. I don't know that I could actually see anything. Turn any the,
0: the lights on. Turn the lights on, please. I, I can't never saw. See. like
1: What does she look like when she's fully cheetah I don't know because you can't see her.
0: Her face has lines on it, Aiden. That's all I could see. There were some light spots
1: and dark spots.
0: A fur suit on, and listen. It just felt so lacking in the action category that I'm like, "What?" Because. Yeah. By this end scene, that's supposed to be like this big standoff between Cheetah and Wonder Woman. I didn't time it, but it's got to be like what a minute.
1: Yeah. Well, and it ends. You think with. Diana and then she
0: grabs,
1: right? absolutely she, murdering her
0: she she grabs her by the scruff of the neck and is like guess i gotta electrocute you babe
1: yeah and then oops she's also not dead but i and thought the entire also, thing they were leading up to is please don't make me do it please don't make me do it please don't make me stun you for about 20 minutes
0: yeah because she's alive apparently and and the thing is did she me,
1: renounce her wish
0: she wasn't cheetah anymore
1: but how, but she never renounced her wish.
0: But see, that's up in the air because Patty Jenkins says she's coming back for the third. So anyway.
1: So did you not have to renounce your wish if you were sleeping or not awake?
0: I don't. Girl, so does that mean? The holes in this astounding. Because again,
1: plot holes, plot holes always exist. Okay. Nothing's ever going to be but perfect. Plot and plot holes nit- are about it.
0: cars and, you know planes and
1: yeah and, and travel
0: times it's not yeah, about big plot points the
1: story itself
0: that you're gonna have to address in this the story in the itself movie. is
1: circular in that for the story to work it relies on itself to work in a yeah. way where everything just collapses
0: um also i think something way more powerful um they're in the water and diana's like begging for uh, begging for cheetah to renounce her wish and cheetah won't do it and instead of dinah going you know i could have been a better friend to you i should have noticed that this was happening earlier and mm-hmm. i really didn't give you the attention that you deserved and, and I'm i am saw going that to... you were struggling and i didn't do anything about it and
1: i'm going instead to reassure that, you that you were absolutely great as you were and... well
0: she does but that's her only point yeah it's her saying Bad, bad. You were good before. Sure, I didn't tell you at the time. Uh
1: uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you
0: should have known that. You dummy. Things I liked.
1: I enjoyed...
0: Linda Carter. Period. Best part of the movie. Wait, where was Linda
1: Carter? Did I miss her?
0: (laughs) You missed the end scene? Was there an end scene? cut scene? No. A woman's walking through the street. She's in a blue cloak. It looks like Gal Gadot. Long hair. Mm-hmm. Jaunty little walk. Somewhere. We don't know where. A pole falls down. A giant electricity, uh, what are those things called? Power pole. Power pole falls. She catches it with one arm. On the other side, a woman and child. We're like, oh my God. Wonder Woman just caught that. She turns around. It's Linda Carter. Just holding, holding a freaking electrical pole. But she's hysteria, baby on earth Hmm. and she looks awesome and she looks like she's having such a good time and oh my gosh it made my heart so happy yeah i missed it and 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 the the mother and the child the mother's like mother's like ma'am how did you do that and she was like oh just some moves i have picked up blah 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 like being so cute and jaunty and then she goes and the woman's like thank you thank you so much and and linda carter goes to camera she goes
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little shoulder shimmy and wink.
0: <laughs> and and apparently I'm really hoping she'll be in the next movie and that the whole movie is gonna be um Diana desperately trying to find hysteria. And I would be hundred percent um for that. And here's where I get to my conspiracy theories.
1: Yeah, okay, go ahead. Call her go ahead. And
0: i and I'm not excusing the film for being a disappointment and being honestly not good. I'm not excusing it. Yeah. But I'm looking as at a whole as so <laughs> 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 I'm yeah. looking as a whole at this series and we mm-hmm. know there's a third one coming. Yeah. And I'm looking at okay, first one is putting forth the character and like bringing her to this world and all this stuff. Admittedly, the second movie had a lot of loose ends it needed to wrap up. It I <sighs> Here's the thing. We know did Steve it? Trevor's going to Steve Trevor's gonna come back in every freaking movie because that's what he did in the comics. He comes back over and over and over again. He never goes away. He's like this little gnat flying around. He can't get rid of him. To some people, they really like the guy. Anyway. I mean, hey. I th-
1: Chris Pine. I like him. It's a Chris I, Pine. As an actor, I like him. <laughs> there you go. This has been... Which of the Chris's does Aiden like? See,
0: but the thing is, Chris Pine showed up to, to set to be Steve Trevor. They were like, oh, hey, Chris, um, we don't have any clothes for you. Can you just wear your own? He, he was like, yeah. And they were like, we didn't write any lines for you. Could you just say what you would say in this situation? And Chris Pine was like, no, big dude. I got it. He was playing himself.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he does kind of play himself in everything.
0: And like, good for you, man. Good but you know what?
1: You. Look, totally fine.
0: Oh, hold on. I got to get my power cord.
1: I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna go ahead and, and just talk here for a little bit because regs will probably cut this out but even if she doesn't I'm just gonna just gonna chat a little bit welcome officially to Aiden's retro gaming corner today I want to talk to you about the everdrive x5 mini uh, the everdrive is an emulation device uh, that lets you take your old consoles uh, and play roms or digital versions of your games uh all from a single cartridge so i just recently got the everdrive x5 mini uh which allows me to play all of my old game boy games on my original game boy advance sp uh it's pretty cool it works great the functionality is wonderful and being able to play these games on the original hardware has been really fun i've enjoyed it it's connected with with my childhood um it means a lot to me i've enjoyed it oh wow
0: hi Aiden. i just got back actually like right when you were done talking about wow that's convenient
1: what about the interruptions from someone who sure looked and sounded a lot like you
0: oh i edited those i oh i edited oh i edited those out uh
1: i'm Um, sorry hey i'm sorry hey this is the control could i get a clean take of that could you just go ahead and take that from one
0: Oh, I edited those out.
1: Wonderful. Thank you.
0: Um, Yeah. So basically, going back to Wonder Woman, those are kind of my qualms I have about it. I have one yeah. question for Aiden, though, that I think he'll have interesting perspective on. Hmm. <clears throat> Let me ask it. Aiden. Yeah. The character of Maxwell Lord. Yes. He was, we've seen a lot of villain stories where the villain is somehow redeemed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have a villain on one end. The one that comes to mind for me, um, that really bothered me that I was redeemed was Billy's character in Stranger Things. Yeah. Where I thought he was a terrible guy to begin with, never deserved a redemption arc.
1: Did he get a redemption
0: arc? Yeah, at the very end. Like the yeah. very like
1: and doing the bare minimum right thing at the very end doesn't mean anyone's yes. really gonna be mourning. My so
0: question for you uh-huh. is if Maxwell Lord's character in nineteen eighty four was redeemed and did he deserve to be redeemed
1: I think well first of all the movie tries really really hard to pitch him as a guy who just is in over his head and desperate and subject to forces that he doesn't totally understand both uh (laughs) mystical forces but also cultural forces you know they they give those two minutes worth of screen time too little I think To develop his character as an immigrant who was on the receiving end of being poor and not being, uh, you know, quote unquote, like the other kids because he's not from the same culture. Right. And so they're trying to set up a certain amount of pathos there that. If it had worked, if that tightrope had worked, uh, and I think this is down to the script, not his performance
0: Um, Most of the things in this movie are.
1: (laughs) Yes. It would have been a a villain where really you don't see him as being malicious. You see him as being constantly in over his head and just... Putting, trying to put out fires and things keep getting worse until he can't control what's happening. That's an archetype we've seen done. It's an archetype we've seen done more effectively. Um, you know, I think there, there are numerous other versions of that kind of villain that, that work. And it feels a bit weird to label him as a villain considering, I think personally, he functionally died about a third of the way into the movie and might as well have not actually been him until later on. Like, I think the, a thing they didn't make clear is he uh, basically wanted to be the stone. And I think when he is the stone, the living personification of the stone, that's, they're trying to hint that that's not him in some ways. And it's him breaking through at the end.
0: Another thing that I think they, they, kind of failed on is that he just runs off while saying I renounce my wish when in reality I you see him hug his kid. No 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 no. Yeah. But if he truly was this stone and there's this giant, you know, scene where Mm -hmm. he's filled with the essence of the stone wouldn't there be a similarly intense scene where the stone thus comes out of him? Or, uh,
1: I mean, this starts getting into que- like philosophical questions of like, oh, well, can no, no, God need no, I mean, a stone heavy enough that God can't lift it? He has no, the ability, no, 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 he no. has infinite I, power.
0: I'm saying. I,
1: I, I can hand wave that Shouldn't as, there have
0: been a distinct showing he does, that all, He turns no to dust as soon as it
1: happens. Yeah, um. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I can hand wave that as when you have a thing that can literally make anything happen and pull things into existence that didn't exist moments before, sure. uh, that breaks all physical laws and boundaries, the time to nitpick like, well, shouldn't this have happened? Shouldn't this be consistent? Is gone because if it's infinitely I was talking. Powerful, I was talking more
0: for consistent. like I was I was talking less philosophical and more like, you have a cool end cap moment. Oh. Of a scene oh, where it looks where it cool and it feels like, like, like
1: ghost style, like yeah, you didn't get he's a, you didn't, up dust yeah you whatever. didn't
0: get a real fight scene between him and Wonder Woman, but you get this moment where she tells him to renounce his wish and he does and it's like bah! and then he goes on his way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Might might have benefited a bit from that just because I was so thirsty for action.
1: Well, and and it, frankly, it. <laughs> Because if this movie had ended without a fist fight between the two people and it was ideological, I'm with that because that fits with the character, which is what they were trying to do by having two separate, quote unquote, boss fights at the end of this movie.
0: Well, and, but I, and, think... and I have to say, I find it interesting that they they did it. If you're going to combine things, I'm happy that it was the woman who decided to fist fight and the man yeah. who decided to um Mind fight. Talk it
1: out, yeah. Yeah. Um, but
0: besides that. I
1: think, I think you're right that they didn't make it clear enough. They didn't show their work as far as, hey, he's back to the person he was at the beginning who's really honestly just trying to save his failing business and also manage being a divorced parent.
0: On paper, it makes sense. Man's trying to save his business so that he... He can keep his son and keep his son happy. But in the long run, he loses what he was trying to save uh-huh. the whole time. Yeah. That it, makes sense. It's been done but, a million times. But there were just some integral plot points that I think were missed. And really, yeah. at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning, Wonder Woman's, the second Wonder Woman's faults come down to just bad writing. It, it was and, poorly written. Um, it had an all-star cast mm-hmm. um, who hit most of the time. Um, and do I wish that Diana's, um, wardrobe actually looked like it was from the 80s and not something that anyone would have worn today? A little bit, but whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing that kind of- We're going
0: to go full 80s. Wonder Woman's literally wearing a jumpsuit you would see on ASOS.
1: Yeah. I, it's a movie that bends over backwards in the first 10 minutes to tell you, look at us. Look at the 80s. Here are people doing aerobics in the mall. Yeah. Um, to all of the 80s music. We used... uh, Guy, what's the New Order track? At Blue Monday for our trailer music. Which, by the way, kicks. I love that song. So no problem there. Um, seriously, it's a good song. Blue Monday, New Order. It's a great song. Um, but like, they it just feels like they walk away from that. Like the Smithsonian doesn't feel like the Smithsonian in the 80s. There's not enough beige because that's the thing. Fundamentally, if you're going to go with the 80s thing, there are so many of the spaces they had in this movie that would have been butt ugly. Yeah. Where like the Smithsonian research space and lab space for all of the people working would have just been so ugly. It would have been an 80s office building. Yeah. And there's part of me that wants to see that version of the movie Where instead of the heightened whatever, it's the contrast of here is Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, sitting in an office in front of a tiny beige '80s computer, like an old Apple II. Like
0: the thing is, is they chose '80s as the time period Mm -hmm. and integrated absolutely none of it into the theme or into.
1: They Any of the
0: look and feel.
1: If we invoke it, felt, it in the beginning, it will be good enough for people to get like, oh yeah, everyone's like, it's super consumerist, it's super everyone's selfish. Uh, like war is right on the precipice, and, and they thought that if, it would just be there.
0: And we'll throw on this one um, changing clothes scene; it'll be really funny, and they're breakdancing. and it's and it's funny. And he's um, laughing but I just think it would have been. Yet. Listen, the 80s has been overdone recently with things being set in the 80s. And I feel like if they really wanted to go all in, I really wish they had done this, they would have gone absolutely... Like, people are doing 80s, like, let's say Stranger Things did the 80s. -hmm. But they did it, like, everything looked like the 80s, but as far as, like, how it was captured didn't feel in the 80s. Like, it's really, like, high quality. Mm -hmm. I think that Wonder Woman 1984 should have been shot on like
1: <laughs> oh shoot it on, on the, the worst crappy camera. film. the worst I think yeah. that Cheetah
0: should have looked like this
1: from the comics yeah
0: no like literally like a costume yeah and I think they should have really leaned into that and that would have been such a good time
1: mm-hmm. well commit or, commit to the like,
0: bit or set something like I understand like you're trying to find a middle ground between literally the 1910s and 2020 Mm -hmm. like uh, to to fill in some of uh, some of her time but like pick a pick a decade people aren't really doing right now
1: 57
0: pick the 70s like just uh, just shag carpet
1: yeah because what we want is what we want is another dc movie that's made to feel like a grindhouse 70s movie like joker
0: oh yikes well
1: um no, okay. How about there's just another no version time of this? period? Another version of this? Okay. I think Captain Marvel, and again, this is comparing female fronted superhero movies because there are so few that we have limited options. So I want to acknowledge that. But one of the things I liked about Captain Marvel, that sucker is set in the 90s. Like, and does bullying. a really good job of, like, this is just the 90s. And they do the requisite, like, Oh hey, it's a early cell phone joke, or oh, it's a blockbuster. But it felt like they were committed to the time period.
0: Set it, set it in the '60s. Make Wonder Woman a stewardess. You know, <laughs> like really lean into that. Like 1969, Wonder Woman's watching the moon landing. I would watch the shit out of that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come
0: on. I understand no, there the reasons it for was for some set reason in the 80s. for
1: some reason she has to get up to the moon landing to save the moon landing like whatever there's oh gosh, goofy iconic. stuff you she can sets do she fo-
0: she's like it's freaking cheese
1: she oh, she's yeah. like i
0: have to go save the moon landing she goes to the moon no one's there moon landing fake
1: oh see i was just thinking you do the the obvious joke there of right before Neil Armstrong steps out on the moon. She has to land there first to take out a bad guy who's there. And literally, you see her foot touch One the moon. A leap few, for mankind. You see her take this huge leap out of a vehicle. And her foot touches the dirt like moments before Neil Armstrong's. And it's just very funny because you realize, well, he is the first man on the moon. Wah, wah. And that's the wah, joke.
0: Wah. Well, we just rewrote Wonder Woman entirely.
1: <laughs> Patty, don't be mad at us.
0: Patty, don't be mad. Um, Sequels are hard.
1: You know what this sequels movie felt Sequels are going to be hard me. no
0: matter what. Go ahead.
1: I think Patty had another film that she wanted to make, a different Wonder Woman film that she wanted to make. And I think that the studio said, what if we made it three movies? We'll give you this third movie that you want to make. We know you're not happy with how the character was treated in some of the other stuff. We will give you that if you do this additional movie. Um, I think that's part of why, I mean, functionally, she's working for Disney. Like, she's doing a Star Wars film. She is this far away from doing a Marvel movie. And that's not unintentional. Like, that's a statement of, I'm going to go work with these folks for a little bit. And, and I and, guarantee you that that plays into their willingness to bring her back for a third movie.
0: And like I said, when this was done, mm-hmm. and in anything that's a trilogy, yeah. I'm going to hold out mm-hmm. 5% of my criticism. 5% for when the third one comes out and I view the series as a whole. Yeah. And if by some miracle some of their narrative choices make sense, then that's fine. But I do think you have to treat movies singularly mm-hmm. and on a, a one-movie basis. It wasn't good, and I'm really disappointed and sad about it.
1: It's a crying but shame.
0: I can I, I wish that it had done more justice to the character not only of Diana, but of of Barbara Nir- Minerva like for Cheetah, and hopefully she gets more... Screen time in the third movie and um imagine all the people. <laughs> I
1: hate. I already don't like that song, but that version was so tone deaf, both literally like literally and conceptually.
0: It's like someone singing really well. And then, I mean, I don't remember who all was in that video, but it's like some other famous person like imagine all the people. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you guys need publicists. Why do we care? All Well, with that being said, you Thank guys, you. please email us
1: please green your, Bean team podcast period
0: period but also please email us your um could wonder woman 1984 have been improved if everyone was a muppet except chris pine please let us know oh green my Bean word that team is the podcast best at gmail.com or you can find us on instagram and twitter at gbt podcast
1: honestly i think just about every movie would be improved if it was star the Muppets and chris pine
0: princess diaries too
1: yeah exactly
0: No, Aiden, Princess Iris 2 would have been so cute with Julie Andrews and
1: And the the Muppets. Muppets. Mm.
0: Damn, that would have been a cute movie. Aiden, what's our theme music?
1: Theme music is 5 p.m. by DJ Cutman.
0: D.J. Cutman!
1: I've resigned myself to it off of the album, Volume 3. Go check out his work. There's a link in our description. Anyway, team, thanks for being here. Bye, team.
0: Should we go? Bye. We're going. Okay, bye.
1: By oh no oh no the big shepherd's like hook is coming from the side of the stage and it's pulling me away slowly but surely.